Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Gambit Podcast. This is a Grand Arena and Territory War focused podcast. I'm Solo Base 15. I'm here with my good friend Zareth for the second night in a row, even though you're only hearing this once. Zareth, how are you tonight? <laughs> I'm also here for the second time in a row, Solo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really hope it works this time because uh, last night was miserable. For those of you who don't know, which is basically everyone, because I don't think we've told a single person, uh, <laughs> other than maybe like my wife might know, but uh, <laughs> she doesn't listen to this. So uh, we tried for a couple hours last night to record, and we had technical difficulties. We didn't even know what the issue was. The, the program just stopped uh, recording us, or like we'd cut out, and we're hoping that that doesn't happen this time. We have a lot to talk about, and it was frustrating last night to the point of we just had to quit. So hopefully everything is going swimmingly now. <laughs> Knock on wood. Here we go. All right. So first segment is the news. And uh, we actually got some communication with the devs this past week. We're going to have a Q&A, well, at this point now, tomorrow uh, on the 23rd, but one thing that they posted about is the Galactic Legend kit interaction, basically with uh, when you use General Skywalker, Watt, and Fives, you put the ta taunt tank on taunt tech on Fives, uh, and the Galactic Legends just attack Fives, even though General Skywalker is taunting. Now, this has been a thing basically since General Skywalker comes out. Every once in a while, Five will still have the taunt, and then General Skywalker will get up from kneeling, and your General Skywalker counters their Fives and does no damage. But with these Galactic Legends, um, that has now become a counter to the Galactic Legends because of that taunt tech. And so they're looking into fixing that. What are your thoughts about this? Um, I think it's fine, frankly. <laughs> um, this this seems. I realize that this takes out a valid counter, or at least a counter that works against the Galactic Legends. And believe me, I've been frustrated with trying to get Galactic Legend counters uh, to work. It, they're just frustrating characters to deal with, and. Uh, so it's nice to have something that's a little more reliable. But on the other hand, this this was clearly not with the intention of, like, very clearly. Like, they've already said, like, fives should not be able to taunt outside of, uh, outside or when, when Skywalker's the one who's up or whatever, when he's taunting, no one else can taunt. And so that this, this is a loophole. And I don't know, I was... I was pretty sure when I, when I first saw this that it was just going to be fixed by the devs anyways. And so, I don't know. But something that clearly goes uh, against something that was already established as the rule seems pretty clear-cut to me. But what are your thoughts, Solo? Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, there's a reason when you use the uh, taunt ability on fives when Skywalker is standing right now, he doesn't taunt, and that's because he's not supposed to. So... Like you said, it would be nice to be able to use that counter in Grand Arena, but 
again, as you said, it, it basically says in the kit that he shouldn't be taunting. So I can't feel bad about them fixing it so that he's not taunting. Right. It, yeah. Like it, it just makes, it, it makes sense. So, you know, it, that being said, I do wish that they would come out with something a little more, uh, I don't know, consistent. I wish we could have something consistent that could counter these Galactic Legends because I keep seeing a ton of different iterations and versions of Galactic Legends and they, you know, all these different builds and all these different teams require different characters to be able to counter them. And it's it's just it's hard. I, I find myself like I'm a, I'm about to start jump into uh, working on a spreadsheet just so that we can actually uh, map all the different counters to the different versions of, of <laughs> these galactic legends. But uh, you know, and that that'll be on our counter sheet, which we'll talk about toward the end of this episode uh, of this podcast. But uh, it's the fact that it co- creates so much, like we're going to have to actually map things out actually have like a big list of okay here are the possible team combinations here are the possible team combinations that work against those team combinations like it's it can just be really frustrating so i hope i hope we can find something (laughs) you and me both you know the interesting thing about how these galactic legends are dropping is there's really no time for the meta to settle because normally you get these tunes the event goes for either three days or seven days, and then afterwards it takes people about a week or less to gear them up. And within two weeks of the event starting, you kind of know what the meta is going to be. Sometimes it takes three weeks, but it doesn't take that long. But with this, you had, say, three or four people in your shard get the Galactic Legends within the first week, then maybe a couple more the next week, And it's just like this slow trickle of Galactic Legends coming in. And there's no time for the meta to actually settle and for the people that have them to figure out the best team, etc. And so it's making it very hard to plan for in Grand Arena because people are still experimenting when they first get a Galactic Legend. And there is no cutoff date for them getting a Galactic Legend. That's true. It's just a rolling... It's just a rolling thing where, uh, like, yeah, I, I've actually I did like that st- stability a little bit of okay, so everyone who made the cutoff uh, has has the thing, and we can anticipate. You know, some people will be gearing them and taking a while to actually get their team out there, but for the most part, it's a pretty controlled uh, ascent. Now it's like, oh, this random person suddenly has a galactic legend. Oh, this person does too. This person does too. Like they'll just keep (laughs) popping up until everyone has all of them. Right. Which, yeah, it, it, it's become a headache, but at the same time, I was not ready on the first day or in the first week. So the way this is going, let me get the galactic legend sooner than I would have if they just had the event going for a week. So I guess I can't complain too much. Right. Well, and honestly, uh, that's that's something. They, they actually just sent out a survey to a lot of the people who got Galactic Legends. Did you get one solo? 
I did, and it's not just to the people that got Galactic Legends, because I got it on my alt as well. So I now did the survey twice, even though I only have one Galactic Legend. Ah, okay. So they sent it to everyone, so everyone knows about it, apparently, at this point. Um, yeah. Well, my alt, my alt didn't actually uh, get asked. Oh, interesting. Asked. So maybe it's like a GP threshold or something, too. Or, yeah, you know. I, <laughs> I can only imagine the comments that they're going to get back on... This survey. Oh, I I know. So one of the things, you know, they they weren't they weren't asking about what we thought about the power levels. They it was very clear that they didn't care about that. They were asking about right. like the investment, if it's worth the investment, and all this stuff. And you know, I'm I'm in, I'm wondering how many people are just just dialed it down all the way to like it's not worth it at all, and you know, got all negative about it. Um, I'll but... I'll be honest, I did. I put it as it wasn't worth the investment, um, mainly because the next time they want to do an event, I don't want to have 13 R7s, or else I can't do the event. That's, yeah. You know, um, then again, they're going to look at my roster and see that I did it, and I'm going to do the First Order one, too, coming up here soon, so who knows, but... I I took the survey as a let's not and I will absolutely praise them when they deserve praise but I saw the survey as them kind of strategically planning for the future and I did not want to encourage that for the future. Yeah, I that that was really frustrating honestly some of the some of the requirements were a little over the top. So um right. it, it is what it is. I you know, they one of the questions was like, "Did you did you like having them revealed every week, or would you out there just have all of the requirements out in front?" And I was like, "Rather know all of them right away." Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other question I enjoyed was, "Did you enjoy the duel?" I can't imagine <laughs> anyone is going to say yes. <laughs> yeah, I I know. It, they're like, what do you think would make it a better thing? And I was, I was just like, maybe make it relevant in any way to the game I play. Right. Yeah, that, that That's the biggest problem. Like, we have these 5v5 squads that are built on this team dynamic and making the kits work together. And then they're like, here's something that no, you will never do again in the game. Now go. It's like, right. And and spend a ton of tickets on it and potentially just put it in jeopardy. Right. It's in jeopardy for, for a skill that we've never asked you to actually, like, you know, cultivate. You can't even practice. You just have to go in there. And there is actually just a completely, it's it's solved, like a 100% win rate. Uh, there's a video yeah. out there. If I remember, I'll try to link it in our uh, show description. But, <clears throat> like... It, it's very easy to get to get it, but if you don't have that resource, if you don't know about it, I imagine the frustration of slowly just getting pounded into the ground by the AI <laughs> as you have no idea what's actually going on. Like, right. you're just thrust into this combat thing, and you're like, wait, so there's... Why, why am I... Why, there's three buttons to push. I don't know what buttons to push. And then if I... And then after you push the third button, or if you push one of the buttons, then it goes to a thing where you only have one button to push. And you're like, I guess I'll push that button. <laughs> yeah, right. 
I, it was just, I don't know. They could have made it more interactive and fun, but this this was just pretty dumb. It's not the paper, rock, scissors that certain famous YouTubers have proclaimed it to be, but <laughs> it's it's still not a fun game mode. No, and, um, you know, I think they thought it was going to be this great game mode because they're like, oh, everyone loved the old Ben level in the CLS thing. But that's because they had their normal abilities, and it's an iconic moment. And I actually like the idea that they had this duel event, just because I enjoyed the scene in the movie. Um, But to have three new abilities that have nothing to do with their normal kit that I've never played before just was a big thumbs down for me. Yeah, I agree. Not a big fan. Um, <clears throat> we're, we're, it'll be interesting to see if they actually come out with <clears throat> something. So, like, I wonder if this was, like, the pilot to some future game mode, and now it's just flopping, <laughs> and they're like, oh, no, we don't actually know what the players want. Because, you know, one one thing that's interesting to me that I, I constantly see on Reddit, and... Uh, I people say CG is so disconnected from the player base. And <laughs> the thing is, what I think is they're the most connected to the player base. Oh, yeah. They, they know what we want. Like, how many times have people posted, like, make stun guns more available? Like, and the devs, the devs are quiet. They're silent. They're silent. And then someone's like, hey, here's this random, like, tiny bug that I found. And like right. CG on Reddit, that's not even their official like place to be. That like instantly they're, they they have their guy there and said, "Hey, what, could you send me a video? Could you you know send me your information?" And I, I you know it's like they clearly read Reddit. They are very clearly there. They know what the players want on Reddit. Right. They know what the other what players want. You know that are that aren't outspoken on Reddit. Like they know they're just making decisions based on what their priorities are, which is money. We're making decisions and asking for things based on, uh, you know, play playing experience. Well, and to go along with that, and they, I feel like they say this every question and answer session they do is, I get it, the people on the forums are asking for this thing, or the people on Reddit are asking for this thing, but you're 20,000 out of over a million players. Like, we see the stats of what people do. And what you're saying doesn't necessarily match up. <laughs> and sometimes it's blind. It's like, oh, people are interacting with this game mode. And you're like, well, because we have to if we want to get the rewards, not because we like it. But sometimes it's like, okay, you guys just don't like this thing. Other people do like the thing. They're just not on Reddit saying it. Right. Well, and it's hard to tell, too. I mean, they can't just outright go out and, you know, they can't share all of their data. But I would also guess that there are a lot of uh, people out there who are casual enough about a game that if something, if an event sucks, they just don't play it. They're like, eh, whatever. And they just ignore it. And so therefore they don't interact like the people who care about the game most the people who are the most competitive or the most passionate about it that play every day that you know are in these crazy guilds like they're the ones who are on reddit complaining about certain things 
they're not necessarily reflective of the player base as a whole. And so when the devs say things like, well, people are actually interacting with this, like, uh, I think that that's more significant than we give credence to. Like, we we say, oh, well, yeah, we, you force us to. They're forcing the competitive players who want all of the stuff that we can get. They're, you know, that's that's who we relate with. That's who we're thinking of. We're not thinking about the player base as a whole. And so if, if people are actually playing it, a, a game mode that the rest of us don't like, maybe, you know, maybe the devs have a point. And maybe not, but... Right. Well, a perfect example of that is Tier 2 on most of the Assault Battles, where I just ignore it. You know, I try it the first time, see it's impossible, and I'm like, I'm not even going to waste an hour to pretend to try this. So, um, you know, I will be one of the statistics on most Tier 2s of Assault Battles that I just don't, I, I don't interact with the game mode. Um, though we do have the Rebel one coming up where you fight the Empire, where I can all but auto everything except for Wave 4 and 8 coming up in about an hour and a half from right now. So I will be interacting with that one. Yeah, well, and, you know, I, I've i done... I can do all of them except for... Uh, let's see, there's there's one that requires the Night Sisters or Phoenix. I can't do that Tier 2. And there's one that, uh, the Ewok one for tier two, like trying to beat it with troopers doesn't work, at least at my trooper level. And um, the General Grievous version, or the, maybe it's not even Grievous, it's the B1 version with Thrawn yeah. and everything. That I've seen, I've seen it go south so many times from other people. I'm not going to spend an hour or two to get that, so... Oh, You're right. That, yeah, right. that's just awful. I'm just not even going to try it. If I have a fully relict team like this Rebel one or that the one where you can use the Sith Empire teams, I will gladly do it, but I, I'm not doing it if it's going to take me an hour. Yeah, there's just no way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're... I, I do like these new soul battles in general. I do like that. One thing I do wish is we had a sim button for the lower ones because with an alt yeah. and my main, it, it like people were talking about how like, oh, this is cool. We have all this extra content and my life is busier after the <laughs> quarantine stuff. Like my life is just way busier. I don't have as much time and trying to find time to do two accounts worth of like eight step assault battles and there's there's what there's like five or six levels on yeah. each and and some of them actually require actual playing like it, it just it takes a long time like it's a substantial threat to like not be not get done for the day for me sometimes right i feel your pain um yeah <laughs> so anyways the other awesome big news well, let, let's let's hold off on that for a sec. Let's complain a little more. Um, <laughs> the the devs announced that we're all doing uh, the Kylo tier six wrong, <laughs> and that we should wise up and stop being uh, dummies. Yeah. And you know, like like it it's a really frustrating thing. So so you're getting all these tickets for those of you who don't have the Galactic Legends yet. Once you finally unlock. 
uh, once you get all the requirements, which, you know, you have to have uh, like 13 characters geared to whatever relic levels. Once you finally meet those requirements, you can start accumulating tickets to be able to participate in the unlock uh, segment of the mission. And so you have to grind these tickets. And the only way to get those tickets is by doing battles on a dark side or light side node, uh, depending on which Galactic Legend you have. So Kylo, you can only get tickets by doing missions on the dark side and Ray on the light side. And as you do these missions, you accumulate tickets. And each of these tickets, once you get to, you know, the first mission is like 15 tickets. Then the next one is 30. The next one is, what, 60 or... Yeah, it's 60, yeah. Yeah, so, and then eventually you get to these ones that cut, that take 70, and so you're hoping that you pass all of them. If you, so you jump into a mission, you know, it's like a raid, you you jump in, it's an instance, you spend the tickets, if you fail, you get nothing. If you get, if you pass, then you get, you know, shards, or once you finally do unlock the Galactic Legend, then you start accumulating uh, ultimate tokens you have to get 10 of those takes a long time you have to be grinding the lowest energy nodes because that's the best return for your tickets you're spending extra energy and the the ray one is pretty easy right it is i haven't lost yet and from what i hear using the strategy i use you can't lose which is great. That's that's honestly how it should be. So it's like uh, more than a day's worth of investment if you're only if you're only <laughs> only doing six refreshes every day. Uh, if you're doing more, then you know it's about about a day. Um, so for the supreme leader Kylo, though, he his sixth tier is perversely difficult and RNG related. So. I failed twice, and I, I'm so frustrated by it. I failed twice. I've passed twice. That means 50% completion rate. I've followed all the guides, and you know, tonight I have another two attempts, and I make, I'm nervous. I don't want to do it. It sucks to lose a, more than a day's worth of grinding, and I'm, I'm not getting good gear from it. I'm not getting anything from this. I'm just spending crystals for refreshes, and then it's rewarding me with zero of anything. And so, so the uncertainty is frustrating, but then the devs got on and they were like, you guys are doing it wrong. We're going to add a hint <laughs> about how to do it. And it's just not going to be that clear anyways. <laughs> yeah, that's, and I, I mean, I kind of get the devs can't tell you like, Oh, here's this game mode. Here's exactly how to beat it. Like, I understand that. I, I don't think I've ever seen a game do that. Um, but at the same time, it was very kind of flippant how they said it. Like It was almost like a, yeah, we know it's hard. We made it hard. You're just stupid because you can't do this. Yeah, like the whole community, they're like, you guys are using the wrong characters. And I kind of get it. I, Phasma doesn't contribute much people keep saying to use phasma and honestly the it, it, here's here's how how dumb it really is so all the guides say you have to use phasma and so i've used phasma three times out of my four attempts one of those times so one of the times i had all the mods switched i did all the things and then 
I was ready. This is my third attempt, I think, total. I went, I jumped in, and then I realized that I hadn't actually changed my squad. Like, I had gotten everything ready, but I didn't, like, swap out, uh, you know, the different characters for the ones that are suggested in the guide. So I went in without Phasma or well, without First Order Officer, I think. I, I had the two uh, I had two Kylos, the two Relic 7 Kylos, because they're just the top GP and they're just auto-selected. So I jumped in and I was like, oh man, I'm going to just lose. This sucks. Like, I can't possibly win with this setup because that the guide says you can't. And... I actually won that one. And then I was like, sweet, I won it. I think I got it. I think I understand the strategy. I'm going to actually go back and use the characters that are prescribed by these YouTube guys or whatever. So I jumped back in with those because I had another set of tickets ready. And uh, <laughs> and I lost hard. <laughs> oh, I don't mean to laugh because I know how much that sucks. But I'm laughing in the ironic sense of... You're quote unquote doing what you're supposed to do, and it didn't work. Yeah, it just it, it makes me so frustrated because it's it, it's not only that I'm not going to get the ultimate for an extra day or two. Like I'm honestly, I'm fine. I can be a patient person if I if, if it's forced on me. But uh, the thing that really kills me is it's also completely draining any progress I would make that day because that energy I need, I still need to farm Kylo or not Kylo. I still need to farm Finn and Poe and Y wing. And those are all on light side nodes. So I'm not getting tickets for those at all. And I'm not getting gear either. I can't farm. I can't farm uh, finishers. I just, I'm stuck I, that whole day. If I'm just spending it farming node 4F on dark side <laughs> node, all I'm doing is spending crystals and I made no progress. And it just it just pisses me off. I don't know. I don't I don't know if there's a thing in this game that pisses me off this bad, actually. That's fair. Uh because I mean I am having success just because I did Ray first, but the fact that I'm just farming these tickets to do this event and it's taking, oh, it's probably going to take me 12 days to do the full ultimate. Um, that is just so much time of working on nothing. Just, I'm working on nothing. I have four tunes right now in my favorites that I have farmed all the pieces on their G12 that I could on the fleet nodes. So they're ready on the fleet nodes. And then I just need to farm some pieces with regular energy. And I'm probably still four or five days out from even starting to farm these pieces. And it's, I just feel like I'm doing literally nothing in the game, which is frustrating because one of the reasons I like this game is because it makes you feel like you're working towards something. And I know I'm working towards an ultimate, but it's certainly does not feel like that it doesn't i you know i've i've liked certain parts of this process honestly uh, you know certain things i like having i like having a, a tough goal and i liked i would prefer to have have i would have liked to have had all of the information to start with but i liked kind of them you know slowly drawing back the curtain and showing me the next three 
characters to work on. Like there was parts of that that I liked, but this grind is just killing me. It's been my focus for like months by now. And I'm just, I'm so done with it. And then <laughs> I'm not even because my ultimate's not done on Supreme Leader. I'm not even halfway done <laughs> right now. And that that is a depressing thought. So yeah. let's let's move on to more positive things, though. I, I don't hate the game, and I don't hate the devs, and I think they should make some improvements. But I think that this, you know, everything is going okay, and it's going to be more okay because we're, we're getting a couple new characters that they've announced. Uh, they've announced three new characters are coming out. Grief Karga, they're all from Mandalorian. Uh, they're Grief Karga, Cara Dune, and The Mandalorian. I think that's what his na- in-game name is going to be, not his uh, his unknown uh, actual name. <laughs> and uh, so we're both kind of excited about characters. You Solo, you're excited about Cara Dune. Why are you excited? I really like how they did this kit where she's kind of... A different character depending on what faction her leader is so technically she's a light side tank that's also a rebel and a scoundrel um, but you look at her basic and if she has a rebel leader she taunts on basic if she has a scoundrel leader uh, she goes into stealth and hits harder and that's just such a cool idea. And when you're talking about theory crafting and coming up with ways to build teams, um, a tune that changes how they are based on their leader is just a lot of fun to think of how to use her. Um, so, yeah. real quickly about the kit, I gave the basic on her special. Uh, Oh, this is the other fun part. On her special, she gains potency up. And then when she has potency up, if she's defeated, she will self-revive. Which is another fun thing. You look at rebel tanks, and now I think this is the third rebel tank that has some sort of, uh, well, revive when they die. Or at least the second, because Scarif Rebel Pathfinder is like that as well. And it's just, well, it's annoying, but at the same time, it's an interesting mechanic. Uh, So basically, when you're facing her, you need to get that potency up off of her. Otherwise, she's coming back. Um, And then her unique is when she's stealthed, and remember, she stealths on her basic, she gains 100% crit chance. So unless you have crit hit immunity, she's going to be getting a crit. And she has 50% crit damage. So she's going to be hitting harder. It's just... uh, I don't know. The kit seems like she's going to be very fun to use. I'm actually hoping to use her on a scoundrel team with Kira. Uh, I think she'll fit in well there. Because I've been looking... I'm not using Nest with Kira. So I've been looking for a good damage dealer to go on that team. And... I was thinking the two veterans to go on that team, both Han and Chewie, but she looks like she can also fit on this team as well. So you have a team of her, the two vets, Vandor and Kira, and that that team's going to hit. <laughs> that team's going to hit hard. 
Um, depending on what Kara's base stats are, because that kind of, you know, whatever her base stats are going to determine how hard she's actually hitting. But it sounds like they want her to hit hard, at least. So, that's Kara Dune. I know you were interested in Grief Karga. Um, why don't you let people know kind of what you were looking at in that kit and why why you're so excited about him? Um, We can do that. Uh, just one real quick thing about Kara that, that I wanted to point out. Um, so sorry to sorry to kind of backtrack a little bit. I, I just want to point out she has Imperial, like she kills Empire really well. She has a ton of different verbiage about that. I just think it's interesting that eventually, like it implies that maybe our next piece of content combined with the fact that they are planning something for the Empire Strikes Back anniversary next month, makes me think maybe we're going to get some more Imperial forces coming up. Yeah. Because right, right now, Empire are not relevant, except for just random Imperials doing certain things, specifically. So, all right. So, on from Kara, let's talk about Grief a little bit here. And he's, he's a really interesting character. He's the first light side bounty hunter. And I don't know how significant that is. The first thing that occurred to me was that because he's light side, we can't actually use him on the Geonosis territory battle. Like I like to use my bounty hunters in that and I just can't, he's not gonna be available. And really it's like, I don't know what team he is gonna be available for uh, in territory battles, but. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair, I didn't even think about that one. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a fairly minor point. I mean, it for the dark side, uh, territory battle. I already have my, I have my Supreme Leader Kylo, which I'm excited to use. I'm guessing I'm not going to need these guys, but I mean, and maybe they'll actually combine to make a good light side team that we can take into uh, into the light side territory battle. I know that the old Republic team I was really excited about to use in in uh, back in with Hoth with, back when we were doing that, and then first uh, first of all it. it it occurred to me that I didn't actually need a new team. It was just going to be fun to use it. And, yeah. but, but I couldn't use Candorous with, uh, with my team, for instance, like Candorous is important part of that, of that, uh, team of the Karth team. And he's just kind of left out. So we'll, we'll get around it. <laughs> um, so other things that I really like about grief though, is, uh, so his leadership is, in my opinion, it's like Bosk light. So if you really want to run two Bosk teams, you kind of have that option. I mean, he does work differently, but a lot of things are very similar. Like he can call a ton of, uh, you can call all the bounty hunters to, uh, to do a mass assist, for instance, and all of the bounty hunters gain protection uh, from, from him being the leader. And, uh, you know, they recover their protection from him being the leader. Uh, though he, he does do other he does do other things that are significantly different. And I'm actually, I think the thing I'm most excited about is the bounty hunters now have a legitimate bounty hunter support character that can do things like cleanse debuffs and you know, dispel all debuffs on bounty hunter on all bounty hunter allies. And he can give everyone retribution and like you can do a lot of these things and it's timed so that like 
once you're so so the way the way it works they they have he only has three abilities he has his basic and then his two specials have a cooldown of six and five respectively so really long cooldowns but he reduces those cooldowns by getting when people gain their contract um and uh, when when that happens then you know he his his cooldowns decrease I think as I'm reading it here um and yeah each time any bounty hunter earns their payout allied bounty hunters cooldowns are reduced by one and uh he gains all these bonuses so that that's cool that he's he's gaining these bonuses but because it's it's his unique too it's not even his leadership what's happening is he he uses his two specials and he can't use them like back to back or anything. And then they're on really long cooldown. But theoretically, by the time it turns, it comes to his third turn, they probably have earned their contract by then. And because the whole team earns their contract at the same time, you're reducing your cooldowns by five, and you can immediately use special one and special two again. Yeah, that that's nice. And um, one of the things that the devs confirmed is if you use him against a Django that's not on a bounty hunter team, just on a separatist team, like say a newt team, when you start the mission, that counts as Django uh, activating his contract. Right, which so, is also really cool. Yeah, but so that what... Um, The way that interacts is interesting to me. And I also am curious how or what teams they saw when they were doing testing um, of using grief against and who they were using bounty hunters against specifically because you don't usually do bounty hunter mirror matches. <laughs> uh just you you don't this isn't like darth revan or general skywalker you're not doing a bounty hunter mirror match and so i wonder why they envision you going up against enemy bounty hunters frequently enough to put this into a kit so i guess that, that kind of actually plays into one thing that i've been telling people uh because i've had a lot of people uh just blowing up my dms just asking like Hey, is Grief Karga going to be good enough to be like a part of the main bounty hunter squad? And it's funny because I love bounty hunters and I have been a huge proponent of them for, for a long time. I think that they add a lot of value to a roster and my alt, that's like the first squad that they build because it's actually one of like the structurally most important squads to have on a roster uh, for unlocking different characters and just having them available. We don't need to talk about that specifically, but uh, you know, I love bounty hunters. I'm also, I'm not like this huge expert on them. I have, I have five passable bounty hunters, maybe six. I guess seven if you count Greedo. Like they're okay, they're fine. They're not. I only have three of them at Gear Twelve or Gear Gear Thirteen, you know. And I, I've invested in in their various Zetas and stuff to some degree, but you know, it's been cracking me up. People have been asking me this, and my response though, and I think that this is true regardless of my lack of experience with them, is don't don't like count too much on putting these characters into a bounty hunter squad like yes i think right now the this very second 
Grief Karga would be my fourth or fifth member of my main bounty hunter squad. I think he adds a ton of utility to that squad, and his leadership is pretty negligible in my opinion, but his other abilities are really great and add a huge amount of utility, like to the point where I think I want to take him on offense again, is my guess. But the, uh, the and the butt is large. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they. Uh, we're having the Mandalorian himself is coming out next week or soon. They, they are ambiguous about when he, his information is going to be released. Initially they said it was going to be next week. And then that was, that was erased from their, uh, the announcement article. Uh, so we don't know when it's going to be, but he's coming soon. We don't know how he's going to be released, but he is absolutely going to be very important to the bounty hunter faction. Oh yeah. Unless he just has his own team and it's just totally separate and there's no point in, in having him be part of the bounty hunter faction other than just for solidarity, you know, for the sake of lore and all the people who are going to whine on Reddit saying, why isn't Ray a Jedi? Why isn't Mandalorian <laughs> a, a bounty hunter? Like, yeah, you know, Maybe that'll happen, but the fact is, Grief will almost certainly just go with Mando, and they're going to create their own super squad, and then we'll be able to construct a second bounty hunter squad that is probably lesser later down the line. Right. I'm when I saw these kits, and I, I mean, Cara Dune shouldn't have the bounty hunter tag at least from the show because she wasn't. I was wondering if the Mandalorians lead is going to have a separate scoundrel component to it so that it's not just a bounty hunter lead. Um, because we know he's going to be a leader because on the Grief Karga kind of info card that they give, they suggest the Mandalorian as, a, as his leader. So um, I, I, I was wondering if it's going to just be a general scoundrel lead with a bounty hunter payout, you know, kind of tucked in as well and so if that's true yeah oh go ahead if that's true then you have to see this as now the mandalorian trio and figure out a fourth and fifth for them rather than figure out how they fit on another team yeah um and I would be very surprised if these were the only Mandalorian characters on their way. Like we're going to get the ship probably they've, cause they've been focusing on yeah. ship things with all the rumors about a raid coming out with ships with a ship phase and all that, like probably need a ship and there probably are going to just be other characters. There are a lot of characters that we all like in Mandalorian that haven't, that, that aren't these three specifically. I mean, huge missed opportunity if we don't get the bad guy with the uh, dark saber you know like for instance so you know who is actually an imperial i'm guessing i don't know that's speculation and tangential so we can let that go but i think that uh, here, here's my thought though is the mandalorian might have a bounty hunter specific uh leadership uh, Probably, though Django has actually some, he has some specifically bounty hunter stuff and some specifically scoundrel stuff. I think the other big possibility is we get the scoundrels or, or we get the, we get the treatment of 
once he's released, these other two characters will also in their kits have another section released that is specific to having synergy with Mandalorian. That's fair. Yeah. Just like uh, what Poe and Finn, the new Poe and Finn, they both, when Finn was released, they didn't have any uh, synergy with Poe because they didn't want to release that Poe was coming out or give any hints about his kit. But with uh, when when Poe was released, then suddenly they both had synergy with each other. Yeah, and they did the same thing with uh, Jedi Knight Anakin back when they did the rework. It, 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 in the past year, that's been a fairly common practice with them. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see this team, uh, the the overall team, once we see the Mandalorian. I'm also very interested to see how we get the Mandalorian. Uh, is he going to be a marquee? Is he going to be a galactic chase? Is he going to be a legendary that I don't get? <laughs> These are all questions that are going through my head. Um, and I guess we'll see. Right. Uh, you know, so the speculation right now is I think the the three lead contenders for how he'll be released. One, he might be a marquee, though that seems a little bland for the star of a show that everyone wants Everyone wants the Mandalorian, so it seems like they could monetize it better than a marquee, though maybe the best monetization that that, that's up, they know, I'm sure, but maybe the best way to do it is through a marquee and make everyone just pay 300 bucks if they want to get him immediately. Um, The other one would be Galactic Chase, which is probably a similar uh, cost, honestly, if people want want to pay for refreshes. I can usually get mine up to five stars on Galactic Chase, but yeah. I assume, I mean, that's that's only half the shards. So I assume it's probably a pretty ruinous uh, price to be able to do all those refreshes for him. Yeah. Um, and and I that, would feel awful for the people farming the Galactic Legends if this Galactic Chase comes up and it's not on both light side and dark side nodes, because that would just be... That that would just be cruel. <laughs> I would be really angry, certainly. <laughs> yeah, uh, we we shouldn't talk about that. No. But <laughs> um, and and then the final theory is uh, maybe he'll be a legendary. We haven't had a legendary release for a long time. Actually, I know that Galactic Legends and these. Uh, epic confrontations where you unlock Skywalker and Malak. Those have been the last, well, what? I guess they, we had Malak and then we had Padme after that. So I guess yeah. it's, it's not completely, but beyond Padme, it's just, it's been epic confrontation, Padme, another epic confrontation, then the Galactic Legend, Galactic Legend. So one would think that maybe a, a legendary would be in the works or warranted. I, I don't know. I don't really want that, but uh, you know, people are also saying, "Well, Mandalorian dealt with Jawas. No one has Jawas worked up." So, uh, everyone's uh, uh, the speculation I'm hearing, and honestly, I don't think it's too far fetched. I've actually said it in the past too, that maybe Jawas are the characters that you need to have to unlock Mandalorian. Yeah, I've never really gotten on that boat, just because. 
It's like, oh, he dealt with Jawas one episode. Clearly, that's going to be what it is. I, I'm not, <laughs> you know, it, if it happens, will I be surprised? No, but at the same time, I, that's not what I'm expecting. Well, and I think I think that, that there's also a certain level of, like, the, I don't know how much the devs care, but Chief Nebit is definitely a Tatooinian. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's the right word for it, but like, he's from he's from Tat- Tatooine, and these these Jawas in the in the show are not like, right. you know, same species. But you know, Chief Nebit, Dathcha, um, you know, the other three could they're ambiguous enough that they could be part of that faction and be part of the unlock. But in general, I I don't know. It just seems like a stretch to also include named characters to unlock him where those named characters have probably never come in contact with him. Yeah. I also, if you have the Jawas, it doesn't leave room for the panic farms. Um, because like normally on these legendaries, you would have say, whatever faction it is, and then you'd have, like, oh, look, Grief Karga and Cara Dune. When they become free-to-play, you have two weeks, and then we're gonna have the Legendary. Um, if you do Jawas, how are Cara and Grief gonna fit in there? <laughs> you know? Or, is Baby Yoda gonna be the Legendary, and you're gonna need Cara, Grief, and the Mando to get Baby Yoda? Can I just say, I hope Baby Yoda isn't a playable character. I, I agree with you there. I'm just throwing... I have heard that idea floated around as well. I also don't want Baby Yoda because we don't know his name. We're not going to find out his name until October the earliest. And he's not actually Yoda. So right. should be calling him Baby Yoda Species. Um well, yeah, there's that episode in in Mando that's the, I think it's called the Child. I could see him naming him the Child. I think that yeah. would be acceptable if they choose to use him. But what does he do? He heal like he does the same things as Hoda. He heals. I guess he could force choke someone. Right? Yeah, I mean, he did hold up that rhinoceros looking thing. Um, right, the the egg laying rhinoceros. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there's there's that. Maybe, maybe he, I don't know. For for me, I guess I don't really care that much. It's all skins for me. Like, I do like certain characters, but I also, if if I like a character, and they suck in the game, I don't work <laughs> on that character. Like I'm, yeah. You know, you and I are competitively driven for the most part, not necessarily narratively driven, and. As such, I guess I, to me, that doesn't, I don't care. If he has good rules and his interactions are great, then I guess bring on the Baby Yoda meta, I, right. I suppose. But no, I, I, don't I, I don't, I don't expect Baby Yoda. I'm, I honestly think what happened was Mando was going to be a May the 4th type thing with the announcement coming on the 30th. Um, I could be completely wrong there, but it wouldn't surprise me if that's what ended up happening. Or Mando is part of the May the 4th 
celebration just started a little early, like headed into May the 4th, since that's a Monday. Um, and they do Mando over the weekend as a galactic chase. That's that's where my money is at this moment. Yeah, um, I think galactic chase makes a lot of sense for him. But, you know, it would be really cool that people would love CG forever for is if they just made Mandalorian straight to farm. Just put oh, him in a cantina node. Yeah. Yep. Put him on a cantina mode node make me choose between relics and mando i'm choosing mando and then go from there and i'll yeah. pay for the extra refreshes to do it yep uh, that would be cool not ever what they've done really the only character they've right. ever done that for beyond like having a, a needed tune like you you know a mandatory for missions tune for territory battles like uh, like Stark, for instance, or Arc Trooper. Uh, the only other time they've ever done that is with uh, Bodhi Rook, and he was worthless and still is. Yes, 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 he is and was and ever will be. <laughs> <laughs> and ever shall it be. <laughs> so anyways lots of exciting stuff coming lots of annoying things going on with the kylo tier six and we've barely talked about grand arena though which is <laughs> week three the just started. yeah yeah it's the whole point uh though all these things do impact it right. uh, we both played grand arena last week solo how did you end up on your main account uh i finished three and and won the championship and the fun part was I went up against the Galactic Legend Ray in the championship. I had mine at G11, and that's it. Because that's all I could get her before lock. And I went up against an R7 Galactic Legend Ray. And I ended up uh, getting 60 banners against that team and winning the championship by going 3-0. So uh, I'm very excited about that. I'm headed into this week with the hopes of trying to do the same. Uh, what about you? How'd you do last week on your main? Uh, it was kind of a rocky week for me, but I, I did end up going three and O. My video is out by now, so I can actually talk about it without reservation. But <laughs> uh, it it went well for the most part. I, I had one fairly soft opponent at the start. My second opponent kept everything for offense and i actually had a stumble they put such a weak general grievous squad in that my night sisters killed them all too close to each other and general grievous just went crazy and killed the whole team before i could revive like it it came down to like a 50 50 chance between him targeting zombie and him targeting daka and he targeted daka and i lost so <laughs> Uh, and that cascaded into, well, so I needed to be super efficient, and I was. The rest of the match, uh, I was really efficient, got a lot of good banners, ended up beating him by just a couple banners, two or three. Uh, went into the finals, had to face another guy with Supreme Leader Kylo, a really skilled guy from uh, Wolfpack, so you know that they know their counters, and he normally goes heavy defense, uh, and... So I, I adjusted accordingly, and I had another stumble in the front zone. My 
my Kylo Ren Unmasked got demolished in the mirror match against theirs, which is fairly rare for me. I think I'm uh, watching the video after I think I made a couple mistakes that I could uh, I can correct next time, but I lost that. And then my cleanup was also extremely messy. So that set the tone. And then when in the back zone, I was expecting two meta teams in the back and he had just put uh, just like basically just filler teams that that were tough because they had high relics but uh it was it was tough to to get through them and he and he therefore had a ton of meta teams to beat me in the end it came down to he saved his supreme leader kylo for offense so did i he tried to solo my jedi training ray team with l3 and he he actually just timed out because I had so much turn meter reduction and that doesn't, it won't kill him. The exposes don't do much. He's fine. But uh, my opponents, he, he said he got four turns in four minutes and then just like force quit basically because he couldn't, he couldn't do any damage. He kept trying to hit L3, but she had uh, foresight up. So, <laughs> so we quit. And then, and then my, that team's beat his Geonosians as well. So uh, on the flip side, I used my Supreme Leader Kylo to kill his General Grievous squad, which is, his Grievous squad is Relic 7 on Grievous. And it's not the strongest other than that. It did have BB-8, but I got 63 banners because Supreme Leader Kylo has that thing in his kit where every time someone reduces your turn meter, you gain a huge amount of uh, max health and protection. So by the end of the fight, I bet that his health and protection, uh, I bet that they were like around a million because... <laughs> because of how much turn meter reduced uh, reduction it had happened. And, you know, he, he eventually did just kill Grievous and it was pretty epic, pretty cool. Got 63 banners soloing a really strong Grievous squad and ended up getting the clear and got the win. I I will say I got lucky. He chose the wrong squad to, to beat with Kylo. He could have killed my Grievous squad and then used whatever he killed my Grievous squad with. He could have used them to kill my resistance. So just luck, but I will take it. You have you have to get lucky in Grand Arena sometimes. If you want to get a perfect record uh, and you want to play at like my tier, like either you have to be supremely skilled, which some people are, I'm probably not, <laughs> or you have to get a little lucky sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, luck is a huge part of it. Um how many times have you said, or just gone into, you finished your attack because you have to attack first, and you're like, I'm going to lose this. There's no chance I win. And then your opponent doesn't attack, or he flubs some easy attack, or just does something, and you're like, how did that happen? And you end up pulling out a win. So, fuck is 100% a part of this mode. Um, just hopefully it's on your side and not against you. Absolutely. Well, and there's RNG losses. I mean, people complain about RNG and it, it can really frustrate me sometimes when people do complain about it because I'm like, just just deal with it. Like, take yeah. take ownership, move forward. Like, yeah, it sucks, <laughs> but don't blame your losses on them because everyone has bad RNG. But, you know, there, there's RNG and then there's just, like you said, like, sometimes you get lucky because your opponent made a bad decision or they're inexperienced or maybe give yourself a little credit because... You were you set a, an extra <laughs> character on, on defense, and you were like, "Oh, maybe this will help," and it did. Like, 
in my case, I decided to t- to put uh, Jedi Training Ray on defense. And the only my condition for that though was I had to have L three with them. So yeah. I had three droids, and that makes that squad super fast, especially because my BB eight is he's not like he's not lightning quick, but he's also he's fairly well modded and. So with with him going first, like that that team is just going to be really tough. They have a pre taunt. They have three droids. Hit really hard. I mean, they beat Geonosians on defense. So, <laughs> right. You know, I, I'm not saying I'm just like the most brilliant. And in fact, if I had taken Jedi Training Ray on offense, I could have beat that Kylo Ren team extremely easily with it that that I had struggled with in the first place. So, uh, you know, not saying I'm brilliant, but sometimes sometimes. You, you win despite thinking, I have no chance because you've actually made good moves, is all I'm saying. Yeah, that's that's absolutely fair. Um, so, speaking of making decisions, we do have two podcast questions this week. Ironically, one of them only made it onto the show because of our technical difficulties yesterday, because it was posted this morning. But... Um, Let's tackle the first one, and it's about uh, Night Sisters. So, question is: I'm a few years behind on Night Sisters, and only have Asajj Gear Twelve. The rest are G Nine and under. And I was wondering who are the first priorities Zetas and Gear to take up to par, and uh, what five should be focused on. So, you want to take that one? I can. Um, so honestly, so the five you should be focusing on for Night Sisters are Asajj, Talzin, uh, Spirit, Zombie, and Old Daka. And they're, those are the five that are going to get you everywhere. There's some use for the others, of course, uh, but I would say that those are, those are by far the most important ones. Um, the, I guess the gearing priorities. So honestly, what I've been doing on my alt, I've been working on night sisters for a while. I just put a gear level on each every once in a while when I have gear, like they're all on my favorites. I got Asajj up to gear 13 because she's needed for the general Skywalker mission. So I prioritized Asajj and then for Zeta priorities, what I would do, I would give a Zeta to tell I would give two Zetas to Telzin, one to Asajj, and that's her unique. And I, I guess I would get Daka somewhere. I'd probably put Daka's on the second level of priority. You want Telzin lead first and then Daka. And the reason for that is Talzin lead is there's a lot of really strong things we've talked about them a lot before so I'm not going to go in depth but there it's a necessary Zeta for that team to function well so you want that Zeta the next is old Daka because once you get old Daka's Zeta on her then she becomes she becomes really strong uh, because every time someone dies and a lot of people die with night sisters a lot of night sisters do if your opponent's team is strong then Daka gains a ton of health every time, 10% of her max health. So you want to maximize her health if possible. And uh, one thing I do want to point out too, zombie, the very first thing you want to do, get zombie to gear 10, then leave zombie for a while, but gear 10 
you have to have zombie or she doesn't work the way uh, the way it, sorry you need her to be gear 10 or she doesn't work the way she should because that's when she's able to sacrifice people and revive people it makes her never be able to be killed until all the other night sisters are gone you need her gear 10 after that everyone can be worked up equally and yeah those those are the five right now those are by far the the best Talia is okay. Acolytes, okay. But I wouldn't spend gear on them at this point. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, Talia is basically there just for the raids at this point. If you want to do the P4 raid and Sith, or that stupid assault battle that will take you hours and hours and hours to do Tier 2. <laughs> um, but other than that, Talia really has no use. Yeah, uh, truly, she's she might have used in the future, but right now, I don't think she's worth it. So, though that's my answer. I guess the if you had to choose one other night sister to specifically focus on gearing, so you wanted Asajj to get gear thirteen. I think she's fine at relic one or even relic zero. Frankly, for now at least, uh, you want to get Daka up because. If you get her to the point where you're adding relics, if you can get her to relic like four, three or four, or five even, and then you you just put a you put a health arrow on her. You don't worry about speed really. Just put health sets with health primaries on the four slots that can have those mods. She can get up to the goal should be uh, like 125k health. That's that's hard to do unless you're relic four or five, but uh, if you can get her to that point, that's kind of the threshold you cross to being able to consistently beat General Grievous teams, unless you're dumb like me and kill them too fast. <laughs> yeah, I let's see. I have two relict Night Sisters right now. That's it, and it's Asajj and Daka, and I have Daka. You know, health arrow, health triangle, health cross, health circle, all six E. Um, I refuse to use them for General Grievous just because I think it's too much RNG. Because I've had too many times where Daka's gotten stunned because she was the only one on the, on the board at the time. Uh, but they're the perfect Geo counter as well. Right, and they are fantastic Geo counters. If you can't, if, if you can't or don't want to or don't need to, whatever be able to beat general grievous teams my sister's still uh, i mean and it's way more automatic the general grievous match even if it's always in control you don't feel like it is and you're puckered the entire time that you're <laughs> playing it but uh with against geos it can look bad and it can feel gloomy but like you know solo has never lost that match i've only done it once but i've seen a ton of other people do it with way weaker night sisters than i have and like it it's fairly automatic you can do it with gear 12 mostly as long as your daka is decent i would say yeah and the other thing about this night sister team that a lot of people forget and i'm seeing this now more in territory wars than grand arena a lot of people in territory wars i've seen putting cls on defense because they think, and it's easy to think, oh, well, we're going to get them to use Padme or Jedi Knight Revan here in an early zone. Uh, Night Sisters 
are a fantastic counter to the standard CLS comps and also to JTR, even if you have or you're going up against, you know, the Relic 7 JTR and the Relic 7 BB-8, if you go in with Night Sisters, as long as your Night Sisters aren't, you know, G11, you can usually win that battle. Um, because JTR without Resistance Hero Finn just does not have enough healing to keep up with all the plague and all the damage that the Night Sisters are doing. Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. My, I put resistance hero Finn on my uh, award-winning uh, resistance team last <laughs> last battle actually, and he's only four star at gear eleven, but he's fantastic to help counter that. Because yeah, you're right. Night sisters do just totally dominate that match without the new resistance characters in it. Yeah. So, uh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to bring us into the next question now. Um, sure. And it's a first order focused question of, while I have more work to do to get Supreme Leader Kylo, I have several high relic first order. I know how good they are on offense, but if you're going to use them on defense, what's the best comp, assuming that Red Panda isn't ready yet? Uh, KRU, Kylo, Fox, and Huck seem obvious, but... But while First Order Officer is the obvious choice on offense, is First Order Stormtrooper the right fifth on defense? And I generally think that Stormtrooper uh, is the right option for defense just because you add that double taunt. And, you know, a JTR team is going to struggle because of Hux. And so you add a double taunt, and it really makes you question who you're going to use to kill this team, especially with relics on a few of them as you're working up to Supreme Leader Kylo. Yeah, oh, I think it's hard to answer this, frankly, because <laughs> I love First Order on offense. I just do. They're amazing. I, I do think that after losing to First Order... Uh, a couple weeks in a row, actually, I, I, like they can, they can, I guess it's just one week, but they, they are really good on defense now with, with red Panda, red trooper doing his thing. Uh, I think, so I would recommend, frankly, uh, I've talked to a lot of people and I just, I think that their best version in the game right now unless you're taking supreme leader kylo into it is on offense with just the traditional uh kru lead with uh, original kylo there to provide turn meter stuff first order officer uh and then an executioner and then you take watt as the fifth if that's not something you want to do stormtrooper is great fifth on offense on defense though I think you're right. You want Hux in there. And then probably I wouldn't do first order stormtrooper. I would do red panda. You say, assuming he, red isn't ready though, yeah. then yeah, I would say first order stormtrooper before officer though. Officer's great too. And he does cleanse things that are annoying. You don't, you don't want him to <laughs> be cleansing people. I had in my fight that I lost, I had uh red, trooper stunned for two turns with kylo and first order officer got a turn and just cleansed it 
and then yeah. Red Trooper destroyed me. So I don't know. I would say, honestly, to the person asking this, this First Order officer and First Order Stormtrooper, whoever you have more worked up is probably the right answer. Both of them are good. Probably, if I had to choose, it would be Stormtrooper. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, well, First Order Officer is fantastic and kind of the heart of that team, but Hux and he are just so similar that I think until you get Red Panda, you need or you want that second taunt on the team for the defense. Then once you get Red Panda, he just starts destroying everybody and everything, and it's fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, that that's what, and honestly, that I underestimated that team when I had to fight face it because I, I just don't have a ton of experience against Red Trooper, and yeah, he he is amazing. He tore that team apart. His AOEs are seriously crazy. So, yeah. Red Trooper, but until then, Stormtrooper's fine. Though, I would say, if you don't have Red Trooper, I would encourage you to put the team on offense. Because you can get great banners with it, and you can kill a ton more teams than you probably think. Yeah, definitely. First Order's a great offensive team. Uh, they, they really are, especially in Grand Arena, where you want a lot of banners, because they have great banner regen under Kylo Ren Unmasked. Yeah. So, let's see. Our next... Uh, so, so before before we move on here, just want to say, if you want to ask a podcast question, we encourage that. We would love that. Uh, come to our Discord, which we'll talk about uh, toward the end of this episode, which will be pretty soon, I think. Uh, and if you... It, it should also just be in the link on the show description. If you're, if you're listening from Spotify or iTunes then you'll have to go to one of our YouTube channels or something to look it up. And Solo will fill you in on those details uh, a little bit later in the episode. So uh, we do encourage it, though. Love to hear from you guys. Truly, that's one of this is one of my favorite segments because it's all stuff I don't even I haven't thought about to discuss. <laughs> uh, speaking of next segments and moving towards wrapping this up, we both have alt accounts. My alt account is sitting, God, I think at 5.6 or 5.7 million now. Zareth's is nowhere near that. Um, <laughs> 3.2. Oh, look at you moving up in the world. Uh, <laughs> so we both obviously love Grand Arena and participate in it with our alt as well. So Zareth, last week, how did your alt do in Grand Arena? Um, pretty well. My alt is, my alt is good. I, so my strategy with my alt is just to keep my, my relic levels pretty low. I don't try to win in arena. I try to get top 10 in ships, but I do that at reset. I just try to get top, I try to get 10th. And if I get moved to 15, then I don't sweat it. Uh, you know, the crystals. So, so I, and, and I'm in like top 500 in my arena. So Honestly, I, I don't get many crystals. I don't want to stress myself out with that. So, therefore, I keep my relic levels really low because I can't really afford to go higher anyways. And, you know, I can't farm. I'm still farming a ton of stuff. And, therefore, 
my matchups tend to be a little more mild because I'm facing guys who have either, either like over-invested in specific squads or they're people with a similar roster to me or at least similar uh, character levels as me, but they don't have my experience in you know leveling up which characters. And so my roster just tends to be better. So I've, I've lost a total of six matches in Grand Arena with the alt. And uh, this week was not one of the weeks that I lost. So <laughs> uh, three and oh, and none of my opponents were really that great. One of the guys had a pretty good roster. He had Darth Revan. He took everything for offense, though. I guess they had a few good teams on defense. I, I have the video up. Like it, the first, the wall was more interesting than my previous five. But it, like it, my alt is pretty. It's just pretty chill. I just march through and kill everything. And I'm usually the only one with the negotiator. And I put them on defense. And so even if I don't do well in squads, I usually win because my ships bail me out. And that was it. We'll see. My big kryptonite is if someone has Relic 7, uh, Darth, Revan, and Malak, and puts them on defense to block a squad zone. Those are, That's my big kryptonite. If they do that, I usually can't beat them. <laughs> Otherwise, I've, I'm pretty good at... I have a pretty good chance. So, had a good week. Uh, went 6-0 and total with my alt and my main. I'm actually 12-0 and with those two combined. So that's pretty neat. Perfect season if you combine them. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's my alt. And uh, in Division 3, Solo, how is your Division 1 uh, previously whaled and now free-to-play alt account? How did uh... you do? I went three and zero this week, so I'm now five and one total on my alt. The championship was interesting to say the least, and like you, I have a video up on that one as well. My opponent decided that he was just going to go full offense. Uh, he kept name a meta team, and he had it on offense, and I had to Rebest. attack. <laughs> uh. He did have Grievous. I didn't fight Grievous. Did I fight Grievous with that all? Now I can't remember. I I don't think I did, actually. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just went uh, full offense. And so I, I had to attack first. I did attack first. And I got 1936. There's... Yeah, he didn't. He didn't have Grievous on defense. His defense was Bosk, EP, Karth, Night Sisters were the only tough team. He had Geos without the leadership Zeta and a G11 Brute Alpha, and then he had Newt. Um, and so, the only team that I didn't uh, go in under sh or undermanned on was when I brought in my troopers because I did a full trooper kill on their bounty hunters. So I still got 60 banners on that one. So I finished, and I got uh, 1936 for a score. I was all excited. I was like, there's no way he even comes close to me. I know. You, you DM'd <laughs> me and said, I'm just calling this a win right now, which is uncharacteristically uh, cocky of yes. you, actually. And it did end up being a win, but... He ended up scoring 1931. So it got much closer than I thought it was going to. I, I guess that's fair 
when he literally had everything on offense. Um, but he did not have enough on offense, and so I squeaked out a win with a score of 1936. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what you call a true efficiency match. Yes, yes. And, you know, there was a couple of the fights where it's like, I probably shouldn't go undermanned in here because it's a risk. And I still did it just in case. And (laughs) luckily it worked out for me. Yeah, I mean, that's... It's more fun to play that way anyways, especially with an alt that, I mean, you and I put a lot of time and effort into our main accounts and it can, you know, it, it's fine. It's, it can be exhausting mentally though. So for my alt, I'm just like, I have a predestined, predesigned plan in my mind and I just go with it. <laughs> and it's, it's nice to have a really strong offense that you can just at least you can full clear even if you be even if you lose you can full clear so yeah yep but yeah full efficiency matches can be stressful too when you see that score ticking up you're like oh my goodness why why did i put ewoks on defense (laughs) (laughs) your ewoks are actually great my ewoks hit kills so there's a reason i put them on defense (laughs) people are like that's strange why is why is his pet blue Gear 13 and the rest are gear 12. <laughs> yeah. Gear 13 and Zeta Paplu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. But it, it works. Yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, our alts are fun. We we won with them. We destroyed people, crushed their hopes and dreams. And now uh, we'll talk about what we have done to prepare for Grand Arena and in the interim what are solo what are some of the things that you're working on in your roster to give give you an edge in grand arena moving forward i have spent six refreshes a day on normal light side energy nodes working on Ray's ultimate for the past week um i have four more of the ultimate ability mats to go and then i'm done uh, and never have to farm that light side node again. Uh, I have also, I kind of mentioned it earlier where I'm using my fleet energy to farm pieces, at least for G12. Um, and so I have started farming the fleet pieces, at least for Nest and L3. Because I think on Grand Arena, and actually in Arena, my Ray team is going to be, you know, Ray, the two resistance heroes, and then L3, because you want that auto taunt to kind of mess up the Darth Revan counter, and then a super, super slow nest. And I mean, I'm farming tenacity mods right now to get tenacity mods with zero speed on them. Um, because under the Ray lead, Nest is going to have damage immunity the first time you drop her below half health. And it can just take forever to take her down. So it basically becomes a timeout team. So Nest and L3 are who I'm working on. And maybe in four or five days, I will start to farm the Cryotechs to get them to G13. Uh, So that's all I've been working on. What did you get accomplished this past week? 
Um, well, I, I was able actually to, so I've been working on the ultimate Kylo pieces and we've already expressed frustration about those. Uh, but other than that, the biggest piece is I was able to get Nihilus and Treya up to, uh, from gear 12 plus five, I got them up to relic three each. And I actually, Scion was already reliced. I put him up to relic three as well. So now uh, one of the issues I, I've been facing lately is that team just isn't resilient enough at gear 12. I mean, if, if you're facing gear 13 all the time, it makes sense, not complaining, but that's a that's been a squad that it, it, they're just so resilient because of Treya's kit that I've kind of just kept pushing them aside and saying, no, they're good enough. Other characters deserve attention first. But it's getting to the point now that their matchups are extremely shaky and <laughs> I just, I need that extra uh, health pool and armor and everything. So, you know, I put, I put a crit avoid arrow on Treya as well. So Treya and Cyan are both crit avoid. They all got a small remodding done on them. And that's about it. I, so now I, I have Thrawn and the trio done at gear 13. I think before, the only ones I have left on my list before I want to start working on Galactic Legend Ray, and maybe this will be totally derailed by the new Mando characters, we'll see. But I'm gonna work on Sunfact to gear 13, uh, get Watt up to gear 13, and then uh, I think I'm gonna also work on Magna Guard to 13 as well. Uh, just just to complete that Grievous squad to get it done, Magna Guard at gear thirteen is extremely obnoxious. And I hate <laughs> putting hate putting gear on him for some reason, but I think I should. So that's that's kind of the plan. Hopefully next week I'll have most of those other side characters done, and I can start the mind numbing grind toward Galactic Legend Ray. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh... I'm planning on L3 and Nest, uh, and then Thrawn and Watt before I go on my first order kind of uh, slog, I guess you will. <laughs> Let's call it a binge. That okay. sounds maybe a little, <laughs> gonna binge a little more on positive. First order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what we've been doing. And, you know, we're... It's been good to actually work on other things, to feel like, a, to put gear on something and not feel guilty about it. So, yeah, it'll be good to, it'll be good to, it's been nice to work on other things. I guess pretty soon I'll get back to the grind of Galactic Legends, though. <laughs> uh, anyways, that, that's it for that segment. And what we have left is we, our, our segment just talks about, me and Solo are, if you can't tell, we're totally crazy about galactic uh about grand arena galactic <laughs> galactic grand arena is what yeah. is it should be yes um, absolutely we're, we're very passionate about the thing i forgot how to say <laughs> <laughs> and it, we do this podcast for free we do our youtube channels and uh, for our grand arena fights for our, both of our all for our alts and for our mains uh, we have a Discord server that we we have. We I, we maintain a counters sheet, and Solo is a pro by now at telling you guys how to get to all of these things, all these great resources for Grand Arena. So Solo, what 
what are these things and how can our listeners find them? Uh, well, the easiest way to find them is to ask Zareth how to get to him. <laughs> so, Zareth, how do you get to him? Uh, no, it, it's... <laughs> I, I declined to answer that. <laughs> uh, well, listen, we, we've talked about it throughout this program. Uh, we both have YouTube channels. We both have all the information in the videos. So, I... Uh, the podcast description will have links to our Discord channel and our counter sheet and our YouTube pages. If you're listening on Spotify or iTunes and don't have the description, you can search on YouTube either one of our names. My name is SoloBase15, that's S-O-L-O-B-A-S-S-1-5. Zareth is X-A-E-R-E-T-H. You will find one of our videos. All of our videos in their descriptions also have the links. Uh, the Discord channel is a fun Discord channel with a bunch of people that take Grand Arena quite seriously, uh, or people that are there looking for some help. And there's a lot of people that made Kyber basically every single round, a lot of people to answer questions if that's what you have. Or if you're somebody that just likes talking theory, that also goes on there as well. Um our YouTube pages, we record all of our Grand Arena fights. We all, or we both also put out some other videos that help mainly with Grand Arena, you know, how to use teams to counter other teams, uh, etc. And then finally, and probably the most useful resource we have is our counter sheet. And this is a Google document that we keep. We also keep a mobile-friendly version of this doc. And what it is, is it will tell you the full composition of the team we fought. It will tell you the full composition of the team that we use to counter. And then most importantly, there will be a timestamped link on the right that will bring you to the actual fight itself. You can see how successful of a counter it was. Was it a counter where all but one tune survived? Was it a counter where... We went in and just absolutely destroyed from the first second. You will get to see basically how the counter works as well, so you can watch the steps we use. It's much better than just looking at an infographic that has a picture of the leader's head and then a picture of the your team's leader head, and it says, go, they win. Um, so hopefully that's of some use to you as well. And with that said... That's all we have left for this podcast. So I think it's about that time to say goodbye. So thank you everyone for joining us this week and we will be back next week. We will. It's, uh, it's been a lot of fun guys. I'm glad that we actually were able to record this week <laughs> because it was looking sketchy last night. <laughs> yes, yes, it was, but here we are. Here we are. All right, folks. Have a great night or day, whatever time it is, afternoon. Yes, have a good one, everyone. Thank you. A good one. That's a good word for it. <laughs>